Isaiah chapter 3, oh, <laughs> chapter 13, and the 15th verse. For thou says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel. In returning and rest shall ye be saved. In quietness and in confidence shall be good rest. But he said, No, for we will flee upon heaven. Therefore shall ye flee, and we will ride upon the swift. Therefore shall they that pursue you be with Especially the 15th verse. <clears throat> In returning and rest shall ye be saved. In quietness and in confidence be you stress. But he would not. we try to consider a little of the first part of this statement in returning and rest shall he be saved and the returning here refers to is um, the return to God which we designate by the name of the Father. It is a turning unto the law. It is a coming to the law. It is also a coming to oneself. It is um, a restoration of um, the highest form that uh, the exercise of reason can take. The highest act of which the reason is capable is to know and to acknowledge God as God. And until uh, one does that, one may indeed be said to be beside oneself. There is the coming to oneself, as we read of the son who had come into the far country, and who had wasted his father's goods in riotous living. He was feeding the swine. We read that he came to himself. He came to himself and said, How many of my father's servants have food enough and to spare while I die of hunger? He came to himself, and he said, I will arise and go to my father. 
the sin of returning. And in confidence, or in rest, shall ye be saved. Well, this returning is inseparable from the rest of soul, to which the Lord refers when he says, Come unto me, and I will give you rest. In returning there is the rest, the blessed rest of ceasing from the impossible task of working out our righteousness for oneself. The rest that comes from beholding what the Lord has done, what he has accomplished in the person of his Son, when he abolished that and brought life and immortality to life through the God. Now that is the, the most uh, profound rest of which a soul is capable, this height of heaven, the rest of it. It is an earnest, a poor hit of the rest, the Sabbath keeping that remains for the people of God. Thus shall he be saved in returning and rest. The Lord is not a hard taskmaster. He had informed his people again and again of his salvation and the way to possess it. But they would not. They still continued in their own forward way. They still continued in the task of working out for themselves that which would commend them to God. They were wearied in this. Yet they would have none of the Lord's word. They preferred their own way even when it led them to <coughs> the greatest discomfort and finally, to endless perdition. But that being done, returning and resting, and thereby being saved, that's not the whole story. There is something else in quietness and in confidence shall be your strength. Not why was strength needed at all. Why couldn't they do without strength? Why was it so important that they should be strong in Lord and in the power of his might? 
be carried off. They still had to fight. They still had to make their way against storm and wind and tide. we are to <coughs> distinguish between things that differ. In quietness and in confidence does not mean in inactivity. It does not mean you have nothing to do. It does not mean you may not or need not gird up the lines of your mind, but you need not take unto you the whole armor of God. But this is a distinction that is often overlooked. And that thought of Asif quietness and confidence precluded struggle. Or on the other hand, Asif struggle precluded quietness and confidence. They are not in antithesis. They are complementary. In the one ye shall have the other. There is a teaching regarding <coughs> the Christian life which has been expressed in these words, let go and let go. That is to say, all you have to do is to sit quietly and let God do the work. This is your strength. Well, of course, understood in the scriptural sense, there is profound meaning in these terms. It is absolutely essential if we are to be engaged mentally and spiritually in a physical warfare it is absolutely essential that we should cease from our work as God did from His. But the fallacy comes in here now. If we mean all work when we say that one is to cease from his own work, that means that the Christian life is a life of inactivity, a life of sloth, a life when one needs not be careful as to how one goes on. If it means that, then obviously it is unscriptural. But the struggle with which the scripture presents us as an essential part of the Christian life. This is a real struggle. 
could describe in the terms let go and let go. Take for instance <clears throat> the epistles of the New Testament. You know that there is a definite order followed in uh, the way the epistles are put out. Usually there is the first the doctrine to which our attention is called. And doctrine means knowledge of what God has done and what God has declared. Having given the doctrine, that is what we are to believe, there is always the practical exhortation. It is never overlooked. And that exhortation implies a struggle, a girding of the lines of one's mind, a hissing of the enemy, an encounter not merely with flesh and blood, but with principalities and power, with the rulers of the darkness of this world, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience. And how is this to be waged in stress? In the strength of the Lord and in the power of his might. So that it becomes imperative to ask. How is this strength to be imparted to the weak? How is this strength to operate in the weak? Well, that is exactly, if we understand it aright, what the prophet here brings before wildness and in confidence shall be your strength. Now this is opposed to something else. If one strength is to be in quietness and in confidence, it means that it is not to be the hustle and bustle of the flesh. That is first what is excluded. It is the running hither and thither which, which the flesh dictates that is excluded. And when we, when we say the flesh, we mean uh, 
Dann rückt die andere Kraft auf die Christen Weil er hat ein Weil er hat den Ringjub in die Himmel von Gott. Er ist die Lachmatch von die Oldenen. Die Himmel von der Fleisch. Und der Fleisch steht hier. Das ist eben Remedy. For all the time and everywhere. There would seem to be the idea that the flesh of the of the unbeliever decayed one thing, but the flesh in, in the believer decayed another thing. So that is all in all. The flesh decayed always in the same way, whatever it is. It has no change. It may change its method, but in principle it cannot change. And it can apply what formerly it applied in a secular way. It can now apply in a religious way. And this is where self-examination becomes so imperative. It is the religious flesh as well as the irreligious flesh. It is the religious old nature as well as the irreligious old nature. And the religious old nature dictates along religious life. But its principle it cannot change. Principle is always the same. Its motive is always the same. Do this and live. Do this and live. Now it is in opposition to this, to the dictate of the flesh, to the religion of the flesh. We have these words in wildness and in confidence shall be your strength. Of course, the first thing that God does in dealing with man is to bring him to a standstill. To bring him to a is the first thing, yet, while that is the first thing, yet, this is what the Lord always does, in instructing, in teaching his people, he brings them again and again and again to a Stop. And the best thing that could happen to much religiosity of the day is to be brought to a stop. A dead stop. Stop. What for? What is to be learned? And what 
not to be overlooked in the religious bottom of the class. What is that not to be overlooked? It is the, the first principle of all godliness. Be still and know that I am God. This is the first essential in the wildness and confidence of which the prophet here speaks. Be Now it would seem that this is a contradiction of what we said before. If the life of faith is a worthy then how does that comport with being still? To leave no two thoughts to further apart than the thought of warfare and the thought of being still at one and the same time. But this is precisely what we have. Be still. There is 
Der Ring Hauer sagt, kann die nur. Der ist nur Mutter vor uns, der ist, wenn das kann, Prophet vom Gott im Fall. Ah ja, Gott. Being the case, there must be a stillness of soul when this voice of majesty and authority is recognized. There is a quietness, a remaining quiet, that's the word implies, a remaining quiet. This is what to strengthen what, for what is to come. But there is something connected with this that does not or should not disappear. Remain quiet. That is to say, I am God. And you must not take one single step. But as I leave, And as I come out, how different then from the activity of the flesh that makes out its own program, that follows its own course, and that does not need to wait for the word of the Lord. Quietness. What I am and what descent is. No life can be so much under authority, or at least more under authority than the life of faith, because faith is faith in God. And faith in God means not only relying on God, but it means taking orders from God and from God only. Why? It is the quietness of expectation. Is expected the word of the Lord, the Lord Himself. It is the attitude of mind expressed in the prayer. Teach me the way that I should walk. I lift my soul to Thee. Allied with this quietness, this 
tranquility of spirit. This confidence. Don't you see? But the future presented is first. Be quiet. Be still. For you cannot do us that without my threat and without my direction. But know this. Know also that you can go every step in which I direct you. By my threat. Confidence. In quietness and confidence shall be your dress. Notice we have in the words of the New Testament, I can do all things through such that confidence. Quietness. If I glory in my infirmities, I glory. There's nothing on that side but infirmity. Nothing but weakness. Nothing but darkness. But on the other, there is light. There is light. There is energy. There is all that is required. He is and much more in the Father's house. There isn't only bread enough. There is that. But there is enough unto spare. That is, there is so much that it will never be used. There is plenty and when, when, when all needs have been met, when all cause has been made upon this inexhaustible door, it is still as full as it was before.